Red Apple Podcast presents American Lives Matter. America. Now, here's Bernard McGurk. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Bernard McGurk, that's right, uh, from the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. We're on 6.30 to 10 o'clock every morning. And, yes, this is my new podcast. The last one was called Trigger Please, and then the pandemic hit. And uh, we concluded it, and now I'm picking up with uh, American Lives Matter, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I said American Lives Matter, and they do. All lives matter, white, black, Asian, Latino, you name it. And right now, uh, I'd say we're in a crisis. I'd say we're in a crisis in this country, but uh, I'll get into all of that. You know, I, I, it cost me 125 bucks to fill up my uh, tank with gas the other day. That's just... That's just the tip of the iceberg of the problems we face here in this country. Uh, that, of course, is the result of uh, the, well, that's right, I'm going to call him this, the president. The I call him the imbecile-in-chief. Uh, Donald Trump calls him Sleepy Joe. I call him the imbecile-in-chief, and I will call him that from here until uh, they invoke the 25th Amendment and get rid of his uh his, his compromise is mentally compromised, but he's also compromised, of course, by China, maybe Russia as well. He just okayed the uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline from Russia. I mean, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. Hunter Biden did get $3.5 million from the uh, wife of the Moscow mayor at the time, an oligarch. Maybe he's compromised by the Russians as well. Imagine if President Trump had okayed this pipeline. No, uh, to, to the contrary, he tried to stop it. This guy allowed it, and he canceled our pipeline, uh, and costing me 125 bucks to fill up my uh, gas tank. And by the way, I, I got to hand it to thank you, President Trump. Uh, you know, we were going to uh, actually send to Germany. We would sell Western Europe our natural gas. Makes sense, right? It's good for America. It's it screws Russia. Isn't that the point? No, no, no. no. We're going to screw America and help Russia out. I wonder what the hell's going on. And of course, uh, China. China's just engaged in all kinds of. Well, forget about the 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 virus, the China virus itself that they perpetrated on the globe. That's an atrocity. They're looking the other way. Uh, Nancy Pelosi wants this uh, a committee to investigate January sixth. Uh, this this. Well, this protest that got out of hand for a few hours. Remember, the Senate was back in session. Congress was back in session by 8 o'clock that night. They did nothing, of course, about the people who were assaulting federal officers, cops. Am I rambling? Yes. Well, that's what I do. Uh, Federal officers, cops, looting stores, beating the crap out of people all over the place. Mostly white people, I would point out. And uh, uh, just ruining businesses, minority-owned businesses. I mean, it was awful, terrible. It's all on videotape. And all the charges, for the most part, have been either they were either dropped or the people were never arrested in the first place. Certainly, they never pursued them. They have the videotape. They're pursuing all the people who were uh, allegedly involved in the January 6th uh, event. And a lot of them, of course, were down. The old people, good family. My sister-in-law. She is an immigrant from El Salvador. She was there. Uh, I'm surprised the FBI hasn't knocked on her door yet, but uh, they've gone after people that were just there just to protest. So either way, we have a a two-tiered system of justice. You know that, folks. But I'm not going to pull any punches in this this America, American Lives Matter. I'm not going to pull any punches. Yes, he is the imbecile-in-chief, and uh, we have crime. We have inflation. We have a border catastrophe as they contemplate having Americans mask up again. The, the border catastrophe is just it's, it's, 
astounding. It's so out of control. You have people coming in. Forget about the triangle countries they talk about, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala. You have people coming in from Africa, from the Middle East, from all over South America, from Haiti. It really is disgusting. And again, the imbecile in chief is in charge of all of it. Now, just coincidentally, and I call him the imbecile because well, he was on CNN last night, and he's a, a major race baiter is this imbecile in chief of Joe Biden. That's what he does. This is worse than Jim Crow, worse than the Civil War. But, but again, he's mentally compromised. Listen to him last night on CNN at a town hall with uh, Don Lemon. Take a listen to this. The question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, is, 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 it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. So clearly uh, he's being handled. He's a puppet of uh, the wokesters in his administration, and that's why he's lost his mind and uh, perpetrating all kinds of disgusting policies on this country, The uh, again, the pipeline, the first thing he did, day one, canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. He's incentivizing uh, schools to teach critical race theory. He's incentivizing municipalities to, uh, to, 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 to get rid of these zoning laws that they have to allow, so, so, to allow them to build housing projects in the suburbs. All of these crazy things that are happening here in this country, raising taxes, spending money, inflation, again, out of control. And he wants to spend $4.7 trillion, $4.7 trillion. Restaurants right now from the last $1.9 trillion, uh, the $300 enhanced unemployment bonus, restaurants, uh, small businesses, even uh, our subway system here in New York City, they can't get people to come back to work. We have a labor shortage, 9 million open jobs, 9 million job openings, and they can't fill them here. And then this guy's sending money to states to add to the unemployment insurance that people are already getting with all these job openings. I mean, come on. This is, this is really bad. Now, uh, I spoke of the border. Who's in charge of the border? But Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, the 25th Amendment. You know she's lying in wait to uh, take this guy's job. It's really disgusting. And, and listen, again, uh, the woman is a complete and total lightweight. She's a bimbo. That's what she is. She's a bimbo. She was the side piece of a very important politician in California. Everybody knows that. She slept away to the top of California politics. And, of course, uh, she was picked because of her gender, because of her color, even after uh, calling uh, Joe Biden a racist during the campaign, because apparently – President Obama had the hots for her, and she was, well, she checked a lot of boxes, plus Obama liked her. Uh, remember him saying, oh, she's one of the hottest attorney generals in the country. Kamala Harris is the best-looking yeah. attorney general there in you the go. country. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, anyway, she's in charge of the border, and these people are coming in. And believe me, trust me when I tell you, folks, maybe the silver lining is this, depending on your point of view. Not one of them, not one of these people coming through the border are white supremacists. None of them. They're coming, again, from Africa, the Middle East, uh, South America, Haiti, as I mentioned before. It's a, she is a, And now he wants to put her in charge of uh, voter integrity or something like that, some crap like that. <laughs> that's another thing. These, these, uh, these, yeah, that's right. These, these people are coming through the border, spreading COVID, right? They, they want us to mask up again, and yet 900% increase in the amount of people 
who have COVID coming through the border, 900% increase, yet we won't allow people to come in from Canada because of uh, the coronavirus, because of the China virus. It makes no sense. It's absolutely uh, the dumbest thing. So you have so many issues out there. That's why I say American lives matter. We're not putting America first, as the President Trump had done in the past. Really, America less when it comes to our energy policy, as I mentioned, the pipeline. When it comes to the border, it's like open invitation to the world. You can't have a welfare state and open borders at the same time. You've heard that before. So we're in really, uh, honestly, uh, and with all these woke idiots out there, these Marxists, uh, they want to push this uh, crap, this poison, this racism, that all whites are racist, and people are buying into it. And by the way, that all started with the overreaction to the George Floyd death. The That's right, the overreaction, because remember, those cops were arrested like that day, or if not the next day. They were arrested, and uh, the, the the top cop, I forget his name, Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, he faced a death penalty from the get, from the start. He faced a death penalty. So why all the rioting? What did you want done? What did you want? He faced execution, and he was arrested, ultimately convicted, and yet we were rioting in the streets. It just made absolutely no sense. It was stupid. And all these idiotic people, these uh, corporations, these cowards, cowards, these sporting uh, sporting organizations, the NBA, the Major League Baseball, all of them. The All-Star Game, by the way, ratings just awful, tanked, in the tank. Just terrible. The NBA ratings awful. The that's NFL, terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's that is terrible. And uh, what the NFL this past season also ratings down. Go woke, go broke. Coke. They lost eight billion dollars or something like that, which is great news. Uh, so maybe there's hope. I don't know. That's why I say uh, American lives matter. I'll say it a million times. But also this crime thing is really terrible too. The way the they they keep framing it as gun violence, gun violence, right? Gun insanity. Excuse me, but somebody is pulling the trigger. Somebody is pulling the trigger, and that it, this is a crime problem we have. Forget a gun problem; it's a crime problem. They're all illegally uh, possessed guns. They're all illegally owned guns. Uh, none of these people s- filled out a an application like Hunter Biden did, by the way. Yeah, Hunter Biden filled out a gun application and lied on it. And then that nothing happened to him, but that's another story. Like I say, I'm all over the place here on my first American Lives Matter uh, podcast, but uh, that's the way it's going to be. So, uh, yeah, uh, Hunter Biden did that. But back to the gun violence. It's gun violence, it's a, it's a people crime problem. Somebody's pulling the trigger. And, by the way, it's not all gun violence. And most of the victims, by the way, are black. Of course, as you know, you've heard it a million times elsewhere. There are, uh, tens of thousands of blacks are being killed, have been killed since the overreaction to the George Floyd death, have been killed, and Black Lives Matter and the fake news media, they don't care. Nobody cares. The Biden administration, he doesn't care. He says he's like, oh, the biggest threat is white supremacy. What is, wh- wh- excuse me, wh- who, wh- what, where, who? Name, name the white supremacists. Let's get the white supremacists. Let's get them. Systemic racism, what? Let's get these people. Point it out. Show it. What is it? And we'll, we'll, we'll rid ourselves of it. It's mythical, folks. It's a, it's, it's a bait and switch. It's a lie. And uh, so, so back to the crime problem. You have, uh, the, if you don't identify the problem, you're never going to solve the problem. That's the bottom line. Uh, and I, I want to identify the problem. The problem, of course, is happening mostly in the inner cities. Just look at the Asians. You, they're punching and beating up old Asian women across all over the place. And nobody's, they're not shooting them. They're just beating them up. 
And who's doing? Well, who's who's the they? The they is I have to identify who the they is because again, if you don't identify it, you can't solve it. It's black males. That's who's doing it. Black males. There was an example of uh, a woman just the other day, this past week, this weekend, she was walking up the subway steps at Canal Street in New York City, and a black male. Uh, she was walking up with her son. Black male had on a backpack, and he accosted the two of them. He pulled on the son's backpack, and the son just reactively reached out, grabbed his mom. She cracked her head. She's now brain dead. She's never going to wake up. And it was a black male that did it. That's not a gun violence problem, folks. And those, so those problems are all over the place. And so, so why is that happening? Why are young black males disproportionately committing all these crimes? Most of the victims. Uh, which are, are black people themselves. But, 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 but the question is, why are they doing it? Uh, is it, well, is it fatherless families? Is it a culture that encourages thuggery? I don't know. I don't know. I think it is. It sounds like it might be. I mean, white, Asian, and Latino families seem to be more intact. These guns are available to everybody. They could have, the, they could be doing the same thing, but they're not. So I just identified the problem. Now, if, only everybody else would identify the problem. We might get somewhere. I don't know. The, the breakdown of the black nuclear family, is is, is, is is anybody looking into this? Does anybody care about this? Anybody trying to solve this problem? I'm not sure. But uh, it turns out that, uh, well, it, it, here in New York City, there was a problem uh, with the Asian kids in school. They were doing too well. They were doing so well that they wanted to stop uh, the standardized tests uh, they wanted to stop them so that uh, they could have more. They could have less. Let's put it this way: they could have less Asians in these specialized schools. They thought it was a bad thing that there was too many Asians. In other words, it was merit based, and the Asians work hard. And that's why there is a book out. It's called "The Inconvenient Minority" by a guy named Andrew Zhu, and he's right. They are an inconvenient minority. Asians come here. They are impoverished. They don't even speak the language, and yet they do well. They exceed. They're not complaining. They're not shooting people. They're not uh, pulling people down on the subway and, and uh, causing brain damage. They're not doing any of that stuff. And yet they succeed. And that can't, that's why they called, that's why he calls them. And I called them this like a year ago, an inconvenient minority. And they are. Again, you, you see it at uh, Harvard. And of course, Joe Biden and uh, Kamala, the, the imbecile in chief in the bimbo, uh, they thought that they could t- exploit some of this anti-Asian violence for a little bit. They thought they could. They thought that they, they could link it to Trump saying China virus. And they went down to, uh, I forget where it was, in Atlanta, I believe it was, where the uh, guy shot up the uh, Asian massage parlors. Of course, they were more than Asians. He was just, he was just a screwed up kid. But the narrative didn't stick because anti-Asian crime kept happening and the per- perpetrators were largely black. And so the narrative fell apart and they stopped. Nobody cares about anti-Asian violence. All of a sudden, nobody cares about it anymore. I mean, a cynical attempt to exploit really a, a, a tragic situation. This anti-Asian violence has been going on since before the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. And you know who had a good take on all this? A guy named Dinesh D'Souza as to why this is occurring. Why, why, again, in the schools I mentioned, Harvard, Joe Biden, by the way, if he cared about Asians, he wouldn't have dropped out of that lawsuit accusing Harvard of bias. He would never have dropped out of it, right? 
but he doesn't care. He dropped out of it. They they, they just, just abandoned it. Trump was all in, and Biden got out of it. But either way, Dinesh D'Souza on uh, why he thinks, anyway, uh, blacks uh, are attacking Asians uh, en masse, it seems. Anyway, listen to him. There are a lot of assaults in the country going on against Asian Americans, and I think for one reason alone. Asian Americans are far and away the most successful minority in the country. Now, you can't start talking about Asian American privilege because there's no privilege. The Asians have earned their success. A lot of the black attacks on Asian Americans, I think, are explained by a very simple fact. Members of the least successful ethnic group in the country are attacking members of the most successful ethnic group in the country, and the obvious explanation is envy. The particularly angry because these people at the top are coming into inner cities. They're being successful. And so it's like these unsuccessful people are like, what the heck? And so they take out their anger, their frustration, their resentment on these Asian Americans. And of course, the left, which knows that this is what's going on, comes in and goes, it's really white supremacy. Don't believe your lying eyes. It's really white supremacy. That's the root cause of all these problems. I thought that was pretty, pretty insightful and ballsy for him to say, I mean, it's easy for me to sit here on a uh, podcast and spew this truth, but to, to go on Fox News and spew the truth like he did, that took courage. And uh, But it happens to be right. And at this point, that's what we need. We need courage. We need people with, with onions. And I will read something from uh, Mark Levin's book, American Marxism. Everybody has to fight. Every you got to read this book, folks. He lays it all out. But way into the book on page 251, This is what uh, Mark Levin writes. Our challenge today is just as crucial and urgent and in many ways more complicated. We did not ask for this confrontation. He's talking about with the woke Marxists out there. We did not ask for this confrontation, but it is here. And in truth, like the early days of the, and in truth, like the early days of the Revolutionary War, we are losing. Unfortunately, most of the country has been caught flat-footed and remains unengaged. He's right. What must be understood is that the various Marxist-associated movements are constantly agitating, pressuring, threatening, overtaking, and even rioting to accomplish their ends, for which there is no effective or sustained counterpressure or agitation. That is, pushback. That must change today. This is a call for action. Folks, he's right. Guys like Mark Levin and uh, Tucker Carlson and a slew of people, great, some politicians out there. I love Tom Cotton. I love uh, Dan Crenshaw. I follow these guys on Twitter. Uh, so many. Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, and, and all these. This, is, this guy, Matthew Lohmeyer, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer. He was kicked off the Space Force. He was a Lieutenant Colonel on the Space Force. And he was calling out wokeism in the military. <laughs> Remember that? The, the, the stupid generals were on... Uh, actually testifying in Congress, making sailors and soldiers read books from racists like Ibram X. Kendi. This guy's a racist. He's a total racist. And instead of preparing for war, they're dividing our, uh, just like in the schools, they're dividing people into black, white, camps, tribes, pitting them against each other, telling them that this is a, a lousy, a shitty country is essentially what they're saying. And that's really going to motivate people to fight for this country, isn't it? No, that's how sick it is. Anyway, these are the types of people that I want to champion, and uh, we should be patronizing, buying their books, and fighting back. As Mark Levin says, this is an existential threat. And, uh, well, he says, that's right, that's what he says, wake up, wake up, wake up. And it needs to be fought at every turn because uh, it's serious. Look, the the Roman Empire fell. Nobody ever thought it would. It fell overnight, pretty much. 
And uh, it was because it felt mostly the en- enemy was within. It was corruption, hedonism, and uh, just a lack of a good work ethic. Uh, just after a while, it just fell apart. Also, you had the uh, Persian Empire. Now we have China. Uh, they had the the Huns also, the barbarians. Uh, we have uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So there are a lot of parallels, folks. Uh, everybody, this might not last forever. This is a great experiment, America. It's only not even 300 years old. And, uh, well, all I'm saying is you got to stay vigilant because uh, these people are after, they're out to transform it, and nothing lasts forever. We're the last best hope. The beacon on the hill as I believe it was uh, Bush 41 said, uh, and we have to keep it that way. So American Lives Matter. That's my podcast. I'm sticking with it, and I'm going to say what the hell I feel and think, and I don't care. I really just don't care. The rest of these people, these uh, these creeps down in D.C., these Texas legislature, people who fled Texas because they didn't want to vote, uh, because they, Texas wanted to make uh, cheating harder and voting easier. So instead of uh, you know adhering to the will of the people, because they would have lost the vote, because most of the people voted for the people who wanted the voter integrity laws, they left. And then, of course, they went up to Washington, D.C., and you probably, I'm sure you heard about it. They're spreading COVID all over the place. That's right. They These went up, people are sick. They went up with a case of Miller. A beer, but uh, also uh, apparently carrying six cases of Corona is the joke. That, that's right. That's going around. All these people, they make they, they are sick and they make me sick. So I'm going to do more of this. I'm going to be more focused the next time. This is my uh, debut uh, broadcast, if you will, my debut podcast of American Lives Matter. My engineer is Matt Meany, who's great. He's our engineer on the Bernie and Sid show, and I appreciate everything. Uh, so we'll do this uh, again next week, and uh, I thank you for listening. And, uh, well, keep hope alive, ladies and gentlemen. Keep hope alive!